0: An hour of truth for the battered but proud people of the Empire State, from the financial and entertainment epicenter of New York City to the sleeping and empty small cities and towns of upstate, which once bustled with manufacturing, mining, and farming. We all know from inspiration, history, and nature, we deserve a return to the success and growth of generations past, a birthright being squandered by corruption in Albany, And the depredations of an insecure, scheming mountebank posing as governor, who loathes both us and himself. As liberty beckoned to enslaved peoples behind the Iron Curtain via American broadcasts after World War II, we now say, believe, rise, and join us. Welcome to Radio Free New York.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister, and we have Kevin Wilson with us. Hello. Uh, Hey, Kevin. How's it going?
2: Oh, it's going all right. I still got my Facebook, so, you know, living (laughs) large over here.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, Kevin and I were talking about uh, just before the show started that, you know, I I used to get a lot of my news through my Facebook feed, and now that I don't have it, I'm going to have to, like, actually go out and search for news. uh, Maybe I'm going to... What do you think, Kevin? Should I get a newspaper? Should I have newspaper delivered Newspapers. to the
2: house? No, I, I feel like that's that that that's not in line with type of tech. Like you can get like news aggregators, and they'll just send push notifications to your phone all the time, so you're constantly bombarded with news that Google thinks you want to hear. Oh, that's, see, that's the future.
1: That's, so instead of like Facebook notifications, I'll just get fake news notifications. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There. There you go. Same thing. Yeah, those of you who are joining us here on the show, if you missed yesterday's show, um, Facebook has kicked me off. I I am not on Facebook anymore. They permanently deactivated my account, um, did a whole entire show about yesterday. So if you want to know about it, know what that means, what happened, the whole everything, uh, definitely check out yesterday's show, jump on YouTube, and search Andrew C. Hollister, pull up the show from yesterday, and uh, you can hear all about it. Oh, so,
2: yep. got that permanent. You can always go on Twitter. That that's not true. I could
1: go on Twitter. You know, I I should spend more time on Twitter. I I do acknowledge that. but um, no, you should.
2: It's terrible, but like you could. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, then, then you know who knows? Maybe Twitter will kick me off too.
2: Only a matter of time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. So um, we could we could talk about libertarian things real quick if you want to mention the the convention that happened over the weekend. I don't, oh. I don't know if you want to, you know, just in case anybody's listening who may or may not be interested in that, we could talk about that before we talk about uh, Cuomo.
2: Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so um, the, the Monroe County Libertarian Party had their convention over the weekend, and as many of you probably know, I, I was the chair for the last three years, and the two years before that, I was vice chair, but often acted as the chair, and uh, now... Um, I'm done with that, at least for now. Uh, we we have a new chair, Dr. Steve Becker, who's been a guest on this show before. He's a candidate for assembly in the 136. Um, so mm-hmm. he's the the new chair of the Monroe County Libertarian Party. I'm done.
1: There you go. There you go. But it's it's not because you don't like the party. It's because you no, don't put no. in your time. It's time for some retirement. You can tell Kevin's yeah. Kevin's looking like he's ready for retirement.
2: Yeah, at the ripe old age of 30, I I think I, I've earned my retirement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I just I, I felt like it was time to to have new leadership step up. Plus I, I am I don't talk about it a lot on this show, but I am running for Congress in the twenty fifth district and I and I kinda wanna focus a bit on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally understandable. Which which you've you've been doing a lot with that. And uh one of these days we should we should just sit down and, and go through your entire platform so that people can hear more about it and uh you know, see see if that's something they're interested in. I think they would be.
2: I'd like to think so, but <laughs> well, that, that, that's the plan anyway, right? Uh, no, no, yeah, maybe we'll do a whole show on that. You know, I, I I know there's there's broader issues. This show is bigger than me, and it's not about this campaign or anything. So we're, we're trying to educate folks on on, on bigger principles that I, I think that this entire audience uh, is interested in. But yeah, no, that that's part of what I'm doing is I am running this year. So uh, to give people a third choice in the 25th district, and we we talk about it occasionally.
1: Yeah, we've, we've got a couple other candidates running, too, in the area, right? You want to name off?
2: Uh... Yeah, that's that a problem. So, like I said, Dr. Steve Becker, he's running in the 136th. Uh, Mark Legowski is running in the 139th Assembly District. Um, we've also cross-endorsed a couple candidates. Peter Vasquez, who has also been on the show, is running in the 138th, where I live. And um, you know, we've also uh, cross-endorsed—we had a primary— for county court judge, uh, Meredith Faka won that line, who's been on this show. She was on last year when she was running for uh, Supreme, Supreme Court. court. Um, and then we have, oh, who do we have? Uh, Elena Carriol, who's running for uh, Circuit Court. Is that mm-hmm. the position? Yep. That yep. sounds right.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah. And then we've got so, Dwayne Whitmer, too. And, yep, yeah, and Dwayne Whitmer, who was on Friday, of course, which that show, folks, guys, I'm sorry, that show's a mess. <laughs> oh um, no what happened oh uh, my internet cut out uh, when I was going into the second segment
1: oh no was Dwayne all by himself like he, <laughs> he was like, all
2: by himself <laughs> it's okay you, you know Dwayne we love Dwayne Dwayne can just carry on the conversation uh, and he just he just kept going and then uh, uh, Bob D'Angelo our producer hopped in and and kind of kept it going a little bit while I reconnected
1: oh uh, that's awesome so you, you must have been in the office then if you lost it. no
2: I wasn't I was actually oh. at home Oh, okay. uh, very rarely does the internet go out at my home, and in, in the office it happens way more often. I'm in the office today, but uh, no, it, it went out in the home. So like I was, I was gone for most of the second segment. Oh, there you, go. Uh, it, it, well. you know, it, it happens. You know, we, we made it through. Again, Dwayne's a pro. He just his went on. He kept talking about uh, how Governor Cuomo was uh, destroying businesses because he's an accountant. So how Governor Cuomo is destroying businesses and making it difficult for people to operate. Um, and, you know, that's a good segue into what we want to talk about in the first half of this show, yeah. uh, which oh, is, yeah. Yeah, this is Governor Cuomo, his his new restrictions on on bars which includes no cornhole, no dancing, no fun, no smiling. I made up about half of those, but 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 really though <laughs> really though that the no cornhole, uh no no like bar games. You can't do darts or pool. But dancing really we, we are we're in the footloose state now. You cannot dance mm. in bars anymore. It is not allowed.
1: So so let let me ask this. I mean, Cuomo is Cuomo is making, just really just making up these rules, right? As as he goes. I think of all the games that you could play, Cornhole is a pretty good social distancing game, right? And, yeah. and so is I mean, darts, right? Like, am I, am I wrong here? Am I missing something?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly contact sports, right? Like, you can stand six feet apart on the same side of Cornhole, right? And then you're... Was it like fifteen, ten, fifteen feet apart? Um, I have no idea how far cornhole is. I'm I'm really bad at it. But you know, you you're, you're not close to folks, right? So why couldn't you play cornhole? There's there's no reason to do that. I mean, I guess you're touching the bean bags, but just you know, just like you're touching anything else, just, just don't touch your face. And yeah. if you're up and standing, right, and you need to wear you know mask or something while you're not you know drinking your beer, then fine. And that's the other thing. You can't be up and around moving around still, which is. You know, it is what it is. But yeah, no bars are actually so, it, it's funny, I'm I'm reading this uh this article from uh like uh the Albany Bureau of the Democrat Chronicle and says uh bars are open, fun is limited. Literally yeah, how yeah. it starts out.
1: So is cornhole like a big thing in bars? Like I, I've never been in a bar and seen people playing cornhole in, in the bar. Am I am I missing something here? Like I just like yes.
2: uncultured? Yes, yes, you are uncultured. <laughs> No, it's a huge thing. Um, I mean, they're like indoors. You don't, you don't have any friends. I have like, well, indoors and outdoors. They have indoor corn leagues, that, uh, cornhole leagues that go along uh, uh, all year, and they just you know huh. just have an open space and just you know toss your bean bags at the little ramp there, try to get it on the ramp or in the hole. Easy as that. So nice, easy game. You can you know sit there, drink a beer, and and, and you know toss your toss your bags over. Um, but yeah, it's a big thing. Cornhole leagues all over. I have a bunch of friends who are in them. So,
1: so is beer pong still allowed? It's like you've, you've got a drink in your hand, right? Maybe like a, a Cuomo log or something on your plate.
2: And <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, and you know, beer pong, I have not seen beer pong in, in an actual bar in a while, except for this one bar I went to Ithaca at, in college, and I'm not totally sure it was legal for them to do that. I have no idea. It kind of felt a little well, like, like what, unauthorized. What
1: would the rules against it be besides having a good time?
2: Against beer pong or against... Yeah, yeah, beer pong. Uh, I mean, I, I imagine beer, it depends on how you're playing, right? If you're playing with the actual beer in the cup and, you know, you're throwing your, your filthy ping pong ball into the cups and then drinking it, no one, should, no one should do that. I'm not saying I haven't played that. I'm just saying that, like, I could understand why that's a bit gross. particularly. Well, put now. the right
1: alcohol in there, it just cleans it up for you.
2: Yeah. Well, you ain't doing that with, like, you know, Natty Ice. And that, that's, you know, you're drinking, like, Keystone Light... Uh, when you're doing that type of stuff, or may, may, maybe Jenny Light, if you're you're around here, um, I, you know, again, the area where I'm from is all Utica Club, and that was, I, I'm not sure that it would it would be killing uh, coronavirus, germs no, When when we'll you're too, tossing it into that,
1: too watered down.
2: <laughs> no, for sure. But you know, yeah. y- you got, you know, the, these other games like you know, you're not really seeing beer pong, but but cornhole, darts, too, same thing, like. You don't even need to be standing near each other. I know you're you're touching the darts or whatever, but my goodness, you're touching you doors touch your and whatnot own darts. too. Like, yeah, you yeah. Keep even your own have darts. separate darts. Yeah, why not? Or like have like hand wipes or something, right? Like I feel like there's a way to do this safely. Look, look, Cuomo, let's play darts.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. We're we're gonna talk about this a little bit more. I think explore all. Of... I, I I can't. So, you guys, if if you're listening to this, tell tell me what the next thing. Cuomo is going to ban in the bars in the restaurants at home whatever send us a message give us a call we'll be back in a moment on Radio Free New York You're listening to Radio Free New York. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister. We've got Kevin Wilson here. And we're just talking about Cuomo killing all the fun. Uh, But before we talk more about that, let's go to some of the comments here. We've got uh, some comments on that platform that banned me, uh, Facebook here. Um, Chase says that she was banned for... uh, sexual exploitation of herself because apparently you can exploit yourself. Yeah, Facebook will ban you for just about anything nowadays, I think. Um, in fact, they they not only ban people for stuff, but they even, like, blacklist certain links. So if you go and post them, they just delete it. Actually, Kevin, didn't you have an example of that? Yeah, we yeah. You tried so, that,
2: right? Yeah, back in the day, well, one, we, we, t- we spent a show on it, uh, uh, KamalaHarris.info for a while was blacklisted if you try to post it it would say it would not let you do it so they they eventually fixed that and you can post it now um but there's also things like you you couldn't post a link or share a link in messenger related to like uh 3d printed guns like there was a i forget it was uh, defense distributed had like their website that had like uh the the drawings and the, the plans for a 3d printed gun and you couldn't share those too so they'll they'll do that stuff
0: yeah,
1: and those are just the ones we know about. I mean, like, I'm who sure knows much. how many other things have been, uh, you know, taken down or not able to be uh, shared. Um, Matt on Facebook says that Radio Social has indoor corn- cornhole, so there yeah, you go. Apparently. That's a nice local place. Well, not in Rochester. No
2: more. Yeah, right. That's right in my neighborhood, but apparently they they probably won't be able to do that. They'll just have their bowling and whatever else King Cuomo lets them. I don't know if they're they can't do darts. I don't know if they can do their skee ball. Not sure if they can do ping pong?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. We'll just open up a black market cornhole festival. Just...
2: Well, actually, <laughs> so um, one of the guys I interviewed a couple weeks ago, Tim O'Connor, who is running for Senate in, I think, the 51st District, New York State Senate, he is hosting a cornhole and dancing party. So they're going to go just, like, meet up in a park and play cornhole and dance, which isn't illegal because they're not a bar, but they're going to go and uh... just do this activity that is now... Banned if you are a an establishment selling alcohol.
1: Yeah, yeah. I see. Uh, Nate on YouTube uh, is asking if we saw that celebrities get an exemption for the VMA from quarantining for thirty days. Um, I'm so sick of Cuomo's double standards. No, I, I didn't. I didn't know about that. Did you know about that, Kevin?
2: I did know about that. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're coming in for the VMAs, yeah, you're fine. You don't need to do that thirty-day quarantine. Or uh, is it thirty? I think, I think it was fourteen. 14. Days. Fourteen. Yeah, yeah but... he said thirty,
1: but I think he meant fourteen. Yeah. 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 You know, it's you know, it's just like when you sit down at a restaurant and you have a beer there, but then they they put a plate of French fries in front of you, and the COVID just runs away. You know, just, that's exactly what happens, happens. It's just all the all the COVID. It just it just goes away. Um, so the VMA must have that same thing. Like this it's COVID can't get there.
2: Yeah, no. If you're you celebrity attending this in New York, then like you're not going to bring COVID with you, and no, you're not going to get exempt. it there. That's how it works. It's fine.
1: Do you think we could get government issues exemption or government issued exemptions from COVID, where you know Cuomo just says, you know what, you just you just can't have it. Government says so, and and then we won't get it.
2: Yeah, that's how it works. That's how we got rid of all the the bad guns.
1: Yeah. The government yeah. Said yeah.
2: you're not allowed to have them, and then no one did.
1: Wait. Problem wait, solved. That's, that's a Kevin. Yeah. You know, Wow, we should just outlaw COVID. That's oh, what it is. man. Just, right, what COVID think of that? free zones. If we could outlaw COVID and have COVID free zones, there you go. We'd
2: problem we'd solved. Done. All right, Governor Cuomo, if you're listening to this, that's the next plan.
1: Yeah, just, just ban yeah. it. Stop, you stop know how do that. Cornhole at bars and darts and all this other stuff. Just use the executive powers. You know, just just write a new executive order. COVID is not allowed in New York. It it's banned. Um and there will be COVID free zones. COVID free zones at the schools to keep the children safe. Of course. Um, I and I I think it's a brilliant plan. I don't know why nobody's proposed it. I don't know why I did. No. I, just,
2: hmm. so. no but, I know. The it like every time like just a new set of rules comes out, I'm like, man, where'd this where'd this come from? I just Use some common sense in some of the stuff. If you're playing darts, you know, just wash your hands afterwards. You can wash off the darts. If you're playing pool, same thing. Just, you know, you can clean off the, the pool sticks if you want to. That's the courteous thing to do. Wash your hands before you eat. Maybe, you know, before, you know, uh, after or after you go bowling or after you play darts or whatever, before you eat some chicken wings, wash your hands first. Stuff you should be doing anyway, Just just go do that. You're probably going to be fine.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I gotta say, um, has yeah. has Cuomo rolled back on chicken wings aren't food yet, or is he holding steady on that stance?
2: No, he he, he did roll that back. I think there's a a, a secession crisis a brewing in Western oh. New York, and and okay. the, the the quash side is like, okay, okay, I take it back. Chicken wings are substantial food.
1: You know, so. it's it's funny because when you read the definition of a sandwich. In New York, I, I don't know if we talked about this when this happened, but he said, no, 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 chicken wings aren't food. You can have a sandwich. A sandwich, as defined by the New York State um, oh, Department of Taxation, I think it was, is a roll or a slice of bread or even just half a bagel. And so, you know, if you compare that to a plate of, like, 12 wings and you're trying to say that... You know, a plate of wings isn't food, but, but you know, half a bagel is food. that's yeah,
2: it's uh, pretty ramy. I mean, I mean, I could, I could count it as a sandwich, sure. But, you know, that begs the question then. Does New York State think a hot dog is a sandwich? it's
1: mm. a good question. It, you, well, it, it has a role. Do you think a hot
2: dog is a sandwich? Yeah, I mean, it has a role. Ah. Uh, I got, know. You know should look up the tax got, got code like,
1: and see if hot dogs are taxable as food or not.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they are. New York State's gonna find a way to tax them. I don't know if there's a special sandwich tax. I have no idea. There might be, for all I know. I don't. No, it probably
1: falls under prepared food.
2: Prepared like, food. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think there's specific taxes on specific foods, except for yeah. you know, like alcohol. But alcohol's not a food, I guess.
2: So, no, it doesn't count. No you know, works. and it's so funny. Every time I go to like a, a bar now, <laughs> they're just like, you know, oh, can I get the you know this this Pilsner or whatever? And they're like. Uh, per New York state rule, you have to order a substantial food item (laughs) (laughs) and they're always so annoyed every time they have to bring it up. I'm like, yeah, I know. Okay. Like give me whatever the cheapest thing you have. Like that's it. And they always have something that's like very cheap that technically counts.
1: Yeah. I, I went to one place and they had like half a grilled cheese sandwich. It was really good. It was a really good half a grilled cheese sandwich. Like I almost wanted the other half. (laughs)
2: So it's <laughs> pretty solid. I'm like, can I go somewhere and buy like a single chicken wing?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, 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 but if that's... that's
2: substantive now, is that fine? Or does it have to be like a, a half dozen wings to count as a substantive meal?
1: Yeah. But then I, I went to uh I went to another restaurant, um, you know, just to like have a drink with a friend. And so I sit down and they're like, Yeah, you can't have drinks without food and I'm like, No, I I get that. That's that's the thing. Um, do you guys have like you know, Cuomo menu or Cuomo logs or anything. <laughs> and he looked at me, like, so angrily through his mask. He was like, we don't play games like that. You have to order real food off the menu. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, yeah, he was, he was like, deeply offended that, uh, that I asked if they were doing what, like, every other bar in the city is doing.
2: Yeah, everyone's oh. doing. It. And I've seen, like, some, they're like, uh, we have hard-boiled eggs eggs count as a substantive meal apparently so they'll give you hard boiled eggs uh they're not supposed to do a chips thing anymore i guess uh, but,
1: but you can't get the four chips for a dollar or 50 cents or something
2: yeah i guess that's not really uh counting anymore hmm. but again it's it's all arbitrary right like you know why you you're not you're not anymore at risk you know by not ordering food i mean if the the, the intention of it was so that you're sitting down right so if, if that's what the intention is, then just tell people they have to have table service only, which is what they do do, in, in, um, and I think they're requiring in a lot of bars now. Not all of them, but but they they say you have to do table service. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, nope. it's got to happen at table. They can do some bar and countertop and some breweries, but no dancing, including no dancing at weddings was supposedly a thing for, uh, for a little bit. Uh, Music is sort of allowed, but it's only small performances. Oh, no. And you can't king be standing.
1: Music, Kevin. That's going to be yeah. the new thing. Cuomo's yeah. going to say that he's music won't be allowed in the bar anymore. That's, that's what it's going to be. It's always going to squash the fun next.
2: Yeah. No, it's, it's still allowed for now. Our king is generous, after all. He's not a total tyrant. just says that you, you have to be sitting, and you have to be 12 feet from patrons.
1: 12 feet? That oh, was six.
2: No, nope, twelve wow. feet. Because you're singing, wow. probably. Right. I don't know. Oh, I'm not, don't, listen, Maybe don't look for really justifications in this. It's not the
1: COVID. while you project your voice? Makes sense. Okay, I got it. Guys, you're listening to Radio Free New York. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back in a moment.
0: A reminder from Abate Monroe County. American bikers aim toward education. Distracted driving is dangerous, so pull over and eat. Don't try to read your mail and newspaper and stay off your cell phone. Make a mental note to be more alert, making it a habit to expect the unexpected. Remember to look twice. Save a life. Train yourself to watch for motorcycles which are harder to see. Join a bait, and your family will be protected with a free $4,000 accident policy. Ride safe. Ride free. Ride often. Abate. If you ride, ride with us. Google Abate, Monroe County. You're listening to Radio
2: Free New York.
1: Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister. We've got Kevin Wilson here with us. Kevin, I think we should should talk about uh, Jacob Blake.
2: Yeah, no, we could talk about that. That's uh, kind of broken over the last couple days, that story going on there. Uh, Do do you want to explain what happened there, or do you want me to to cover it?
1: Yeah, so I, I, I... read quite a bit about it today um you know and there's there's some conflicting stories but i think the conflicting stories were like the initial stories it seems like stuff is kind of like solidifying a little bit now um but as as i understand it uh he a security guard and it seems like he was at his home his apartment complex does that sound right to you kevin
2: yeah and, and there, there's a fight going on yeah, so there's there. a
1: fight going on, so he he pulls over his truck, his kids are in the car. Um being a security guard, he he goes to break up this fight. And somehow in the midst of this, the police show up and he he gets kind of like apprehended or maybe even attacked by the police. And then when yeah. he's let go, he like goes back into his vehicle or towards his vehicle anyways, um where his children are. Gets shot in the back seven times. Yeah, by, and by the officer. Like, and and this is like I've I've watched like multiple videos of this and, and like multiple different angles. And some of the cell phone footage is just awful. Some of it's better.
2: Yeah, um, it's, it's tough to see. Yeah. Um, you know, like there's there's one video going around that's probably most clear and short. You know, and it shows three officers pointing his gun at uh, Jacob Blake, and he's kind of walking around his car, and he supposedly he was going in, like, he had his keys in his hand. He was going to go, like, I don't know what he was going to do, but uh, he, he was walking towards his car, but they, they kind of grab him by his shirt, and then they, they shoot him in the back seven times as he's, like, opening his uh, driver's side door. Yeah. Um, so not not a good way to end that situation in any sense. Um, you know. And But there's other videos before that are really hard to see, as you mentioned, and, and it looks like he was, like, kind of in the middle of this fight. Um. It wasn't him in the fight, it was him trying to separate two people who were in a yeah. fight, um, according to, to witnesses there. So this is uh, in, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, um, and and this guy survived. He, he is still alive. Um, he is apparently unable to walk from uh, a story I read this morning, but he is still alive. Um, despite yeah. getting shot in the back seven times by police officers. So, yeah, that's pretty terrible. I mean, I look at these situations and, you know, kind of the same thing I've said about other ones is you know, this this isn't a good escalation of force. Um, this isn't how we want incidents to end. It seems like he was kind of caught up in a bad situation and just trying to, like, step out of there, maybe get his kids out of there. We'll, we'll find more information about that soon instead of uh, escalating to the point of, you know, if if they the police did think that this guy was part of the situation somehow, you know, couldn't they have detained him in a more effective way?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And that that's I think is is really important to look at, especially as more information comes out. I I'm since I'm not on Facebook, I don't actually see what people are saying about this. I don't know if people are trying to justify his death and and say, oh yeah, you know, well, he's still alive. This or that. Oh go ahead, Kevin. He's still alive. Oh yeah sorry you're right i I'm just still at the point where getting shot seven times in the back. I would assume you don't make it you know like that's that's like a like kind of a tremendous thing that he's alive um but i I wonder if people will sit here and try to justify the officer's actions and i I can't sit here in any way and think that that isn't in any way an appropriate use of force, regardless of the situation, that you would get shot in the back at what looked like nearly point-blank range. Oh,
2: yeah, no, like, the officer's holding his shirt while he did it.
1: Yeah, like, it was just, like, so close. This guy's arm on his back, pumping rounds into him. Um, The fact that he survived is, once again, like, just tremendous. But also... It, at what point in any time would that level of force ever be okay? And I think that that's the question that we all need to be asking ourselves right now is would that ever be okay? I can't think of a single time that that would ever be okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, again, we, when you're in this situation, I understand that there's there's an escalated response on on part of police officers. They're, they're trying to figure out what's going on. They don't know. I, I want to be empathetic to that. But also we expect and I think citizens deserve, you know, police officers to to keep their situation under control and to make sure that someone like someone who isn't familiar with what police are doing and how they're going to react isn't going to get shot because they make a small mistake. You know, if he's just trying to like walk away from the situation or, you know, check on his kids or whatever he's trying to do. like that person doesn't deserve to die. And again, this person didn't die, but he <laughs> very well could have. It's Again, it's surprising that he didn't. Um, and, yeah, in, in situations like this, I, I am also frustrated by the fact that by, by a national issue of, of qualified immunity, which is to say that the police officers in this situation not only may not be held criminally liable, If they are found to have acted inappropriately in this situation, and I kind of feel like they did, but also they can't be found civilly liable unless there's a pre-existing case of this already happening in which a judgment was rendered that uh, was found to have violated someone's constitutional rights. So unless this exact exact same scenario happened somewhere else, the family can't even get compensation for what is likely to be years and years and years of therapy. for in medical bills because who knows if if this uh jacob blake is even going to be able to walk again
1: yeah yeah now do we know is he is he in critical condition is he in guarded condition is he expected to survive or is that like totally unknown
2: uh last time i saw he was in critical condition so it's not guaranteed that he's going to make it um yeah and and I, i do see a uh, 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 a comment online, too, from Justine says uh, the only way this officer is not going to jail is if he saw a firearm when the guy reached to his car. Maybe. I mean, it, the officers can say they can they saw a firearm. And, and you know, if a, a reasonable person could be seen to, to believe that, um, then, yeah, they, the officer might not get charged in this situation. And. You know, there there are folks online, you know, because I, I'm still on Facebook. I'm seeing it. Who are saying like, oh, he was he was carrying a knife. He had something in his hand, which may have been his keys, um, or you know, why was he going into his car? So people are trying to justify this in all sorts of different ways. And, it, and again, it's hard to know. Like, if if I'm in that situation, I don't know exactly how I'm gonna react if I'm absolutely terrified, because that's not what I'm trained for. That's not what I do. So you know, am I gonna accidentally do to something be stupid? For that. Yeah, exactly. Like,
1: and that's that's the thing is, you know, when when gun control advocates specifically try to take away our rights, they say the only people that should have firearms are the police because they're trained to be correct in these interactions, and it doesn't look that way.
2: No, I mean, it, it, well, we would expect if if they were not police officers, if a private citizen acted this way. In 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 shot, Mister Blake, in this way, they would absolutely be going to jail. Like zero question at all.
1: Yeah, hundred um, percent.
2: But instead, we're in a situation where you know who knows. I mean, I, the officers have been um, suspended, from what I understand, um, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see what ends up going on with it. But of course, there's a there's going to be a like a Wisconsin Department of Justice justice uh criminal investigation in there there's probably going to be a a national department of justice criminal uh investigation related to this so we'll see kind of what comes of those things as well but again you know thinking about use of force continuum I, i can't imagine that they should jump from he's walking away to shooting him seven times while holding on to him
1: yeah, and that that's the other thing too is the the fact that the officer is that close. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, you, you'll never know not being in the moment. But there's yeah. there's just so many things that that reach out to me as I watch that video. That it just really feels like it could have been avoided. And you know, I don't know what was going through that officer's mind. I don't know what was happening at the scene. But it 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 didn't look good. It it looked really 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 bad um and it'll be interesting to see what what comes out of this because you know the the riots uh, people have started rioting over it again you know torching cars and and destroying property and so it's it's a bad situation (laughs) guys we're gonna take a break and uh I don't know. We'll, we'll see where we pick up the discussion. Maybe we'll pick this up. Maybe we'll talk about something else. We're going to take a brief break here. You're listening to Radio Free New York. We'll be back in a moment.
0: Radio Free New York.
1: All right, welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm your host Andrew Hollister. We've got Kevin Wilson here with us. We we're talking about the Jacob Blake shooting, and uh, now we're kind of talking just a little bit about the aftermath because um, there's there's more rioting, there's more looting, there's more violence. Um, Kevin, let's let's talk about that a little bit.
2: Yeah, no, a bit more of that stuff going on and it's sad and unfortunate and i know people are mad but you know i i never feel like these this type of stuff helps at the end right i i'm not sure that it's going to advance um an agenda that would prevent this type of stuff from happening in the future i think there's going to be a counter reaction in a lot of the situations so in kenosha there's you know protest protests get uh kind of broken up with tear gas and flashbang and all that stuff <coughs> excuse me um the there's apparently a garbage truck set on fire uh and setting a bunch of city vehicles on fire and trying to burn down buildings and whatnot the curfew over there it's kind of a mess and again it's it's a continuation of some of the, the unrest we've seen in the last few months and, and it's really frustrating again i get that people are angry and they deserve to be angry um i don't know that that's that's the type of action that's going to, to lead to a good conversation about long term reform. What I worry about is that people go in the other direction, that people start calling for a restoration of order. And it's gonna be I'm interesting to see like
1: heavier police presence, rule of law, you know, like that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, you know, and and I'm seeing a lot of that, even among like um even among people who are really sympathetic to that. They're like, Well, you know, we need police reform, but, like, we got to keep this stuff under control, like that type of language. I, I think there's I, – I worry that there's going to be a lot, a lot more political will for that type of uh, – those type of tactics to, to get people out of the streets. You know, because people look at situations like Portland, which has had sustained protests for several months now, and there's an added element in Portland. is not just people – um protesting the police you have counter demonstrations of you know like the proud boy type guides and 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 uh like really more radical um you know blue lives matter type of folks who are who are now engaging in street fighting with each other you know and so uh, so some some of the proud boy types i guess on the other side of this have came in over the weekend and you know they were you know carrying sticks and shields and uh, eggs and you know uh, pepper spray and so we're the anti photo types and they're just duking it out and the police are just letting it happen. Mm. And so, so so
1: we're talking like, you know, just like an all out brawl where it looks kinda like the movie three hundred and people just running with shields and sticks and like beating each other, or are we talking about like people are facing off with like a circle of people around them like Street Fighter style?
2: Uh I mean it's it's not like you know, like people are like sitting around with two people, like are just like fighting it out. It's not yeah. not like that. It looks more like a really sad LARPing session. Oh no! Um, yeah, because you know everyone's got like their their shields, and you got the the, the anti foot people in black, and then you got the you know the other guys who are like dressed up in their t-shirts or whatever, and uh, carrying Trump flags in some cases, and they're just fighting each other. Um, you just you know start punching each other, start spraying each other, start hitting each other. Yeah, that type yeah. of stuff. And they're chanting back and forth. It's a mess. And again, I, these situations, when you, when you devolve in street fighting, like, people get really anxious. And, yeah. and what do they do? They want to go to the government for safety. Yeah. was yeah. Um, yeah, a counter how reaction that people, helps the radicals.
1: I wonder how many people out there who are anti-gun are now sitting there thinking, I really need a gun to protect myself. I need to have a way to be in charge of my personal protection because the government's not showing up to help me. I wonder how many people are feeling that
2: way. Uh, I think there's a lot. We've seen an increase in gun sales over the last several months, and that's what people are seeing. They're saying, right. well, the government's not going to protect me. They're not going to protect me from, like, the borderline fascist types who are out here fighting. They're not going to protect me from the, the anti and, like, more radical, you know, um, elements of, uh, of the anti-police crowd. And again, I, I'm sympathetic to some of those arguments, but, like, the type of folks who are smashing in businesses and threatening homes... No, you know, so so if you're, you are you know, uh, looking at the situation from the outside, maybe you're, you're sympathetic to reform, maybe you think it's gone too far, you know, you might still be thinking either way, well, how do I defend myself when the government's not going to come in and help me? And and the only way to do that is to exercise your Second Amendment right responsibly. And that's what, again, millions of Americans are doing for the first time. They've realized the how essential that is in the last several months.
1: Yeah, I, I want to say that the the number I saw was like 176 or 179% increase in gun sales over the last three months. Huge. And that's, yeah, and that's nationwide. That's not like in one specific size. I, I believe that number is nationwide. Um, people are really sitting here and thinking like, oh, maybe the government can't do everything for me. Maybe the government can't protect me. And people are split in two ways, either one way they need to protect themselves or the other way where they're like, I want more government, the most government I can possibly have so that I can feel like guys with guns are going to come protect me.
2: Yeah. But but the fact of the matter is, is that they're not. I mean, it's it's really it's like... It's Yeah. In these situations, uh, what, what's that like cliche phrase, you know, like um, uh, when... When seconds matter, uh police officer mi- are minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or yeah, hours. I mean, just... Depending or, on where you are. If yeah, you right. Depending, depending on where you are. You know, and, and again if they're they're engaged with, with this type of stuff too, like you know, how do you how do you protect yourself in this situation? And, I, and again I don't think the right solution is to like have the government and come in and save us from these radicals and crack down on free speech and crack down on like demonstrations. No, that's not what's it. But, you know, also at the same time, you know, I I think we can reasonable folks can look at these situations and be like, all right, well, if you're you're actually doing acts of violence, then there does need to be some intervention in that. Right. Like that's as soon as you start hurting people, you know, libertarians say, you know, don't hurt people. Don't take their stuff. If you're doing one or both of those, Okay, that's the legitimate action of the government to to intervene in that situation. Um, So let's keep things to discussion. Let's keep things to, you know, peaceful, actual peaceful protest. And unfortunately, you know, we're at a point where the government is sometimes standing by, sometimes escalating. And these various groups of radicals who have their own agenda, and it's, it's on the far left and the far right, they're coming in and making the situation much worse, creating instability. In creating a less desirable life for those of us who just want to be left alone.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. And I, I think that it's important to point out that um, you know once things escalate to violence and damage a property, people stop hearing your message, and yeah. and that like I. I talked about this on 4th of July, and some people are very upset with me because I I talked about how the beginning of our country had to start with an escalation of violence, and and people weren't really ready to hear that because of what's going on currently. It was kind of interesting because I say this every 4th of July, but this year specifically, people were extremely sensitive to it because they're seeing violence in their streets, they're seeing it at their places of work, they're seeing it in their homes. And they're, they're feeling, like, very specifically, like, oh, yeah, like, maybe violence isn't a good thing, <laughs> you know? And it's one thing in concept, but it's a whole different thing to see it. And, you know, once things escalate to that point, it's hard to get people to listen.
2: Yeah. And, of course, and you're right. Like, there is a time when that has to happen. You know, it should be considered very carefully. Um, you know, but, you yeah, know, we're, we're seeing some of this some of this escalate and, and it's, it's nasty factions on on both sides in some situations and, and, and a lot of well-meaning people in between who are just like, can't we just have better police and, you know, just, just go from there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be something? I, I think, you know, most of this really does get fixed by having significantly smaller government, Absolutely. better power given to the people, more responsibility given back to the people you know for generations we've outsourced our responsibility to the government and now everybody's shocked that the government's not being responsible with it it's uh it's it's something that's gonna take a long time to fix and a long time to convince people how to fix it guys thank you so much for joining us here on radio free new york we'll be back same time same place tomorrow